CW Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to WDW Radio Live and the WDW Newscast. I am Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, helping to enhance your vacation experience, bringing you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this live video broadcast every Wednesday night. You can join us over at WDW Radio Live. We also have the audio podcast, videos, blog, discussion forums, live events, contests, and lots more. You can find it all over at www.radio.com. Tonight we are coming to you live from the Bob Greasy Hall of Fame Rotunda here at Shula's at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. They are the sponsor for this evening's show. We are so grateful uh, for them hosting us tonight. And we are going to get back. We're going to talk some more about not just Shula's, but some additional food and wine. Clearly, we enjoy it. <laughs> Experiences that are coming very, very soon. You guys have to come out for the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic, which runs next weekend, October 12th and 13th. Mm. You know that we will be here. Oh. <laughs> and we'll probably end up staying till the 14th as well, too. But... Um, Let's get, before we start going forward to this week's news, uh, let's go back a little bit, sort of recap what, uh, what happened this weekend. I want to welcome Glenn Whalen from PrettyGoodMovieRide.com and Googling WDW.com. I'm distracted by the shrimp. I apologize. Scott Otis from Otisburg here off camera. Good evening, everyone. And behind the camera is Becky Menken from yes. MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Thank you for joining us here tonight. I think you're here more for the food. Stop looking at my shrimp oh, yeah. than you are for <laughs> the show. But yeah, so before we start talking about the food and wine class, we've got a couple of surprises for people. Definitely stay tuned. Uh, let's go back. Let's talk a little bit about Epcot Center's 30th anniversary, or as you like to call it, the first anniversary of its 29th birthday, right. which I think you stole from my wife. <laughs> so, Because, um, yeah, it, this marks another of the celebrations that Disney has put on to commemorate so, some of the birthdays. So we know throughout Walt Disney World history, they would celebrate the 10th anniversary and the 15th anniversary. Remember when they used to give away cars and they used uh, to give yeah. away Chevy <laughs> S10s and all kinds of things? Well, lately, especially five years ago, when Epcot's 25th came, we saw the fan community really sort of be the catalyst for these great celebrations. And now with things like this new internet thing and the Twitters and the... Facebooks and the Pinterest, uh, they really, it, it's sort of becoming a rallying point. And now uh, they're becoming destination events for people to come down because they want to feel like they want to celebrate together with other people. And D23, once again, the official Disney fan club had an entire series of events on uh, Sunday, September 30th, as well as some things on October 1st as well, too. All of which we were, again, speaking of fans getting together, we were here for all of them. Yeah, that's right. We've been in all of them. Uh, so the way it, uh, the 30th anniversary celebration worked was it was a ticketed event, and it took place primarily over in World Choke Place, which, if you may remember, was the host of Millennium Village uh, back in 1999, where we had some additional countries and some great food <laughs> in there as well, too. And it really was sort of a full day of events. It very much reminded me, as I looked at the itinerary when we came in and were handed our very cool retro map uh, and schedule, it reminded me a lot of the Destination D events, which we've had both here in Walt Disney World and again originated out in, uh, in California, sort of an extension of the D23 Expo kind of thing. But I think just even going back before that, this was one of the things that as soon as they, you know, we all were waiting, what's going to happen for Epcot's 30th, right. when they announced it, we once again saw how quickly 
tickets, both the World Passport and the higher level World Key tickets sold out almost immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, I found really interesting about the this event in particular was different than the 25th and, and the 40th. We are now able to talk about a, a park that's had a second life. I mean, almost half of the attractions have been redone or repurposed mm -hmm. totally. So now we have something very different we can talk about with this park, which we could not do with, with the Magic Kingdom or, right. with, uh, or with the studios. And the thing is, too, when you look at, at the uh, schedule events, and we'll go through them briefly, but not uh, one by one, there was something here, I think, for everybody, right? There was something here for the new Epcot fan, because a lot of these people, they're like, oh my God, I wish Horizons were back. Never actually were even born when Horizons was here. Um, but so they were able to look to, the, to the, the, the past, you know, and this idea of we can do it, to we did it, to even the future. And I think they had a, a great variety of events. You know, they had everything from Disney legends like Tom Nabby, Charlie Ridgway, who is actually my guest on this week's show. Um, people who were here on the ground on day one and beforehand. And that was the first panel. I think it was a great way to start to give you a sense of what it was like from those, those few people that really were there during the planning stages and then opening day phase as well, too. And some are, they, they can communicate that very well, so you can relate. All right. You can imagine you were there on those first days when you hear, you hear Charlie Ridgway talking and, <laughs> and Marty Sklar. When you hear them discussing it, you relate and you, you can put yourself back then, even if you weren't born yet. Right. You can picture yourself at those meetings, and it's a, it's a great feeling as a Disney fan. And of course, they tell, you know, these were people that worked very closely with Walt, and so they were able to sort of answer those questions about what, would, what do you think Walt would feel? And I think we were right. sort of surprised by yeah. uh, some of the answers. I think Charlie, in our interview, was very forthcoming about um, his feelings about Walt and, and what he thought of the park. But there were a number of, of other presentations as well. Uh, Stephen Vagnini and Michael Crawford, Stephen Vagnini, who works at the Walt Disney Archives, uh, is a great presenter. He's a brilliant guy who clearly is a fan first, yes. undoubtedly. And his presentation about looking back at tomorrow was with someone else who is clearly a fan first. He was Michael Crawford, who runs the Progress City blog. And I was so happy to see somebody who came from the fan community be brought up. I mean, Michael is a brilliant blogger. He's an incredible researcher. Uh, and I, after I, I saw him later on and I congratulated him on a great presentation, you know, he's living the dream. He's the blogger who's like, would you mind coming to the archives and going through all this old Epcot Center stuff? And what I loved, and I'm sure you did too, oh, yeah. you know, we are document guys. We are history guys. I think we saw a lot of stuff that clearly we've seen before, yeah. but a lot of stuff that oh, yeah. we hadn't as well yeah, too. They, they definitely dug through the archives and found all kinds of, you know, hidden secrets about all the old attractions that we hadn't seen before. And so, yeah, that was that was just excellent. I mean, it literally was the drawings on the napkins. Right. Like that's exactly. the kind of stuff that that's you right. saw. That that first image of Epcot Center, nobody's ever seen before. That's right. Uh, and that's what I like about D23. That's what I like about these events. They give you that peek behind the curtain that you normally wouldn't get otherwise. There's plenty of information out there on online, but they are finally letting us see things that we never had yes. an opportunity to see before. Yes, it, it doesn't seem like everything is going through corporate right. Disney. <laughs> I'm Michael Crawford was- Clearly, was, as we get to some of the other things, yeah. everything did not go through corporate. <laughs> we know that for a fact. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, <laughs> let's just leave it at that. Um, Tim O'Day did another one. I love Tim O'Day. He's an author and a historian, uh, been with the company for a long time. Talked about Epcot on film, you know, brought some of those things out of the archives that 
lot of us have only sort of seen online on YouTube yeah. or in grainy sort of things that we were able to, uh, I don't want to say download because I would never download anything that was not uh, legit. Um, but I think that's the highlight for a lot of us. And this, the ones that we were talking about for a long time afterwards was the imaginary Epcot, an extra perceptive close-up of things. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what Walt used to talk about. He used to talk yeah. about things, like it was the thing. And the Jasons, as I like to call them, Imagineers Jason Grant, Jason Sorrell, and Alex Wright uh, took their show yep. from Destination D and brought it up uh, to a whole nother level they are brilliant Imagineers, um, great presenters, but have such a great rapport. I mean, you felt like you were sort of sitting with them yeah. around the table. The thing is, with those guys, they are us. They are fanboys first. <laughs> and so they are basically, you know, they have the advantage of being Imagineers, but they were with us and they took us through, you know, basically all of Epcot, uh, showing us that. And it was, you know... Kind of like us up there. It, yeah, Jason you know did I mean? not get the memo that you're not supposed to wear your Epcot Center retro T-shirt <laughs> while you're giving the presentation uh, with the other Imagineers. But um, yeah, I really liked sort of again seeing Epcot from an Imagineer's mm -hmm. perspective, right? So we got from the Legends perspective, we got from the historical perspective. Now we're seeing it from them. Uh, there were additional uh, panels as well. We've just begun to dream. Included people like Ron Logan. Um, Tony Pelusa. There was also, uh, I can, I'm sorry, I'm blind, I can't read. Epcot Illusioneering and Beyond, uh, which again, I think was one of the real highlights, but. Yeah. Giving away all the secrets of all the special effects at, yeah. throughout Epcot. Which wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where as you peek behind the curtain, it ruins it for you. I think it's one of those that you get a further appreciation it, right. of how it, things it, are it done. It enhanced everything that we You were sleeping, what do you, before. what? No. <laughs> Come on. But Poor. once again, that's he he's up there talking about things that you can't see any longer. Right. He's talking about something that was there when they opened the park 30 years ago. So most of the things, most of the effects that he was revealing were this is maybe you remember this effect. Right. This is how we did it. Mm -hmm. But you know what these are, you know the people who were there these are Epcot's people. Like you are and if your presentation starts going bad, just say kitchen cabaret and people lose their minds. You know, or, or horizons and everybody gets crazy. But uh, after the final break of the day, it, it closed out with the music of Epcot Center. But I think for a lot of us, seeing legendary, sort of that next level of legendary imagineers, Tony Baxter oh, yeah. uh, talk again with Steve Vagnini about Journey into Imagination yeah. and how that came to be. Mm -hmm. Again, Tony went into his own archives and showed his drawings and his sketchings. We learned the genesis of Figment and the Dreamfinder from Tony's mouth, and then to have two of the original Dreamfinders come out and share their stories. We love Ron Schneider, he's been on the show before, uh, as well as Steve, you know, sharing personal memories of being this character that the 1,100 people in that room are just completely yeah. obsessed over, you know, 30 years later. Exactly, and, and actually going back to what, what Tony was presenting about you know, the origins of Journey into Imagination, who actually knew that that actually came from the original ideas of the both the land and the living seas? Right. You know? we, we, actually, we did. Yeah. We, we, knew well, that. we, we all knew. Actually, everybody except you, oh. we had figured that out. <laughs> but, did you know, not get the memo ahead of time? All, showing all of that, that concept work that Tony right. never threw away all those years ago, you know, that he took out of his drawer and shared with us. Yeah. That that was the story that got me, that he was green before and why they had to change the colors to purple. And you, never listened to, you never listened to my show, did you? Walk, the walk around, remember the walk-around mackerel character in the can? Yeah. Oh. Come on. That was awesome. That was 
Yeah, yeah there were, there was, it, it's interesting just to watch how the process goes from what they first imagine to what ends up being uh, finally. So it was a great day. Um, I am so grateful, not just to D23, but the legends and the cast members, but I'm grateful to the maintenance workers that kept the air conditioning on yes. because it was an unseasonably hot weekend this weekend. Uh, the humidity was turned up outside, and we know that because on Monday, for Epcot's 30th again, we all have to be there, and of course we got our commemorative times guide, and everybody got one of these very cool commemorative maps that not only folds out and is a, is a traditional Epcot 2012 map, but as you opened it up, also is a map of from 1982 and a number of different maps from beyond. Beautiful. And actually, if you answer the trivia contest on this week's episode of the show, I have one of these. I'm gonna give you my map and my button. Wow. Ooh. Nice. I'm gonna give you my map and my button. And by my map or my button, I mean I'm gonna give you Scott's. <laughs> right? so, um, and that was a fun day too. You know, they had um, another presentation that was not a ticketed event. It was open to everybody, obviously first come, first serve. Um, again, the Jasons and Alex were back in a completely new presentation, but I like the fact that they had something for every guest. You did not have to buy a ticket. It was again brought to you by D23. They had a 30th anniversary ceremony at the America Gardens Theater. We saw our friend Jim McPhee was there. Voices of Liberty was there. Uh, if you were there at our Friday night e-ticket event, I apologize for those of us who were there who broke out in laughter when they started singing Oh Shenandoah. You would understand why. Um, and then they had uh, another pre two presentations by Marty Sklar, Epcot, How It Changed the World. Again, all these things were included with admission, and I like the fact that they did that. Uh, I think the most interesting part of October 1st for me, when we got there, we did a live broadcast that day, was the four-hour line, and that is not an exaggeration, a four-hour line for some of the very limited edition Epcot 30th anniversary merchandise. Uh, I understand there was a figment vinylmation that sold out in like 18 minutes. There were some very, very cool pins, retro shirts, a lot. So it's interesting to see some people are here for the history, some people are here to meet some of these imaginations or hear them talk. Other people are here primarily or possibly solely for the merchandise alone. Mm. We did not stand on the line um, because we were just enjoying Epcot. And by, when I say enjoying Epcot, I mean we went to Food and Wine Festival. Who am I kidding? <laughs> Try the vegan booth. I'm, I kid you not. And Tara. as I say that, I'm looking, I'm looking at the shrimp. Um, Which is totally vegan. Yes, shrimp is somewhat <laughs> vegan-ish. Um, so just if you have sort of a, a one thought or one memory or one commentary about the Epcot 30th anniversary celebration this weekend, what would it be? I learned two things. And you're going to say, I know it was on my show and I listened. However, I did not know that the whole lagoon was a sinkhole that has 127-foot pilings still <laughs> flying down <laughs> towards China. Um, but the second thing, and the one thing you didn't mention, was the, um, the amazing... Pyrotechnics show right at the end of the night, oh which that I, you know I've seen awesome. I've seen the Christmas tag, I've seen some other special tags. I knew when we walked in and I looked out and I went, there are extra barges out there, right. and those aren't just small little barges; those are massively huge pyro barges. And the end, the tag was to uh, some of the old music from the old attractions, yeah. and then they did special. Effects right. to each of those, and it was it was. A and people said the earth literally shook. Yeah. I mean, you're, that's you're, how yes, loud. That's how loud it was. Uh, quick, quick questions from the box. Uh, you can you can still get Epcot 30th anniversary shirts on the Disney Store through Thursday. 
Uh, and the other question was, how did this compare to Epcot's 25th as far as merchandise? I think there's certainly much more merchandise yeah. today uh, than there was in Epcot, although I do still have my very cool figment <laughs> with the jacket, yep. with the, with the, with the misspelling, too. with the oh. misspelling on the back of the oh, jacket. So, so what was your sort of thoughts as we sort of recap? I thought they've learned a lot in the past five years, and 30th was embracing the community even more, but allowing a little bit more freedom. So it became a, a larger event in and of itself right. based on the fact that we were opening up, spending a lot of time talking about the old-fashioned, old Epcot Center. When it, it, it's uh, not leans, old. it goes I'm into... I'm 40. 30 is not old. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and as, it, as, as we transition into a, the new existence of Epcot Center. Scott? Well, for me, I would say it was probably just reliving my childhood memories of going to Epcot Center, you know, back when I was a teenager and all that. Just seeing all of the old things again and how they came to be. So that was probably mine. All right, so I'll, I'll ask the, uh, the easy and obvious question. If they said, okay, everybody, we're gonna have a show of hands, we're gonna bring back one thing from Epcot's past that you can bring back, what would you pick? Becky's never. Yeah, I guess I would have to say you Horizons can't... because everybody says they love Horizons. I never got the, the sunken to see treasure it. is still here. Don't worry. What would you bring back? <laughs> you're gonna I mean, say you're gonna say Ken Jennings just to be different. <laughs> no, <aren't> I, mean, <laughs> I would actually want the Astuter computer. What did I tell you? I know you like. I, it, just, I, I mean, it's not the most amazing thing. Right. It is something that had the shortest life. Of anything, few people saw it. That's true. And it really, it really kicked off Epcot as this is what we're starting off with. It got dated pretty quickly, right. but at, when it came out, I went, "Wow, this whole thing is run by that little dude." Me, um, I, I'm a big fan of Horizons and Communicore, but I think I'm gonna pick World of Motion. Nice. I really, nice. I really do miss that. It's been a awesome, time. awesome. Well. Uh, I want to thank everybody who joined us uh, in the box and in person on Monday. And uh, we had a meet of the month on Saturday, which was great. I appreciate you all braving the heat. Everybody who came to our event on Friday. Everybody who uh, bid or donated to our Dream Team Project charity auction, which ran from Friday through Sunday. We raised nearly $7,800 thanks to your generosity. Uh, that will all go directly to Make-A-Wish and sponsor more than one family uh, to be able to come down here and come to Walt Disney World. I want to thank some people I know who are watching, some of the Disney artists who on our event on Friday, guys like Brian Blackmore and Ron Cohey, Alex Mayer, Casey Jones, who donated artwork and experiences to help make that happen. Uh, we are forever grateful to all of you. But um, honestly, I'm, I'm done talking about Epcot because there's shrimp over here and I'm at Shula's. Epcot was so last weekend. Don't touch my shrimp. So we, <laughs> oh look, everybody starts getting, losing their minds. So we are at Shula's inside the Walt Disney World Dolphin. What do you, what? <laughs> I know. And so when you think Shula, so when you think Don Shula, right, what do you think of? Steaks. <laughs> right. Some people think of undefeated season, not me. I think of steaks. But what you don't think of, but you should. Oh. oh. What? Well, barbecue. Listen. Shri barbecue. Barbecue shrimp. It's barbecue shrimp. Oh, this is what this is one of the you now. I know you guys gave up shrimp for Lent, so yes. you probably want to stay as far away from this from po as possible. Stuffed but with basil. Stuffed with basil. Oh. which means it's healthy because it has basil. But listen, let's. Um, like I said before, we, and please don't eat all the shrimp. Just I know. Just wait, okay. because if you think that's good, wait. you've got to come back next week. 
Why? What's next week? Do you know what's next week? Next week? Well, is? no. What's next week? <laughs> You're <laughs> awful. You're the worst. Because next week is the annual Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. It runs from Friday, October 12th, and Saturday, October 13th, from 5:30 to 9 p.m. It includes everything from educational seminars. Not that I need that because I clearly know how to eat, uh, but maybe I should learn more uh, as well as food and beverages. And tonight I am thrilled. I'm pushing you away from yeah, the I'm food. I'm gonna go ahead and eat. So <laughs> <laughs> are you wearing? Are you wearing a muumuu? What, what is that? Make sure it's okay. At least they made enough shrimps for everybody, right? There's four for me, and Glenn can have the lemon. So uh, what? Right. You can. There's that water is the best water ever. Uh, so we're joined by Christian. You are the manager of restaurants. Director of restaurants, yes. Which basically makes you my best friend. Yes. Because uh, I, I am a huge Swan and Dolphin restaurant. Blue Zoo is what yeah. we. It was so good we wept. That's how. Yes. <laughs> I kid you not. It uh, will do that to you. It uh, will do that to you. It's that fantastic. Don't tell anybody about kimonos because I like to keep my secret sushi place as secret as possible. Right, and you don't want anybody to see you sing either. No, well, that never happens. I'm too busy um, because we can eat an obscene amount of sushi. So, and we have. And we have. And we're going to do it again. Uh, Shula's is the best steak on property. But yeah, but I think a lot of people don't realize that there is, you know, we talk about food and wine festival being the best time of year here at Walt Disney World, but I think a lot of people may not realize that you also have a food and wine classic that runs in conjunction with the food and wine festival. So I want you to come on and tell us a little bit about it. And when you get to the food, just talk really slow. Okay. <laughs> well, the food and wine classic, it's uh, our third annual. Um, and it's really what we've done. We've taken the opportunity of using the causeway across from the Swan to the Dolphin mm -hmm. to kind of celebrate some of our best restaurants, which you've just mentioned. And what we've done is every single restaurant that's here on property is part of the um, food and wine classic for those two dates. And we have uh, Shula's being represented, obviously Blue Zoo, um, Il Bolino as well, the Italian restaurant in the Swan. And uh, we do have uh, also Fountain, Garden Grove, and, uh, and we do have some celebrity chefs coming as well. Not only our own celebrity chef here at the Swan and Dolphin, Sib, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, with this Sib Smoke Shop. Um, and what we also have, yeah, it's like, uh, right? It's tough to even say because it's so wonderful. And, uh, and then we have actually uh, Todd English who will be coming here and he, he's going to have his own little section. I know right. you had a little bit of uh, we had fun with, with We him. had fun with Todd Absolutely. last year. And, I wanted uh, to hug him, but he's a big year, man. We actually brought in Michael Mina as well. So he's nice. going to be here trying to do like an East Coast, West Coast kind of thing. And uh, uh, we always have uh, our desserts as well, with, I think, which I think you tried last time as well. I, I Listen, I am a giver. I am here to research all and to help people understand what the experience is like. Good. So <laughs> good, and you did a great job. Thank, Thank you. you. And so we have Laurent, who is the world pastry champion, right. really, for that uh, is our pastry ch uh, chef here on property as well, and uh, um, just all kinds of different food, exciting food, fun food, and not only that, but in addition to that, you get to have the beverage part of it as well, which is, you know, we have uh, well the most booths we've had this year um, in food and beverage, right. twelve of food booths, and then we have thirty-two of our beverage booths. Now, 30 of them are wine booths. Some You're making are, Becky very happy, obviously. Know, right? um, and then we actually have uh, two beer booths um, mm -hmm. uh, as well, which will be tasting some local beers. And uh, really, the one thing that you mentioned as well was the seminars. 
which is just before the event starts, uh, we actually have uh, seminars that we do uh, from some of our teachers here, some of okay. our managers and um, sommeliers that are here on property. Uh, one of them, our food and beverage director, does a Bordeaux blending seminar, which is a lot of fun. He makes it really exciting, entertaining, as well as uh, um, a learning experience right. overall. We have our assistant food and beverage director that does our Riesling Rendezvous, so you can only imagine what that <laughs> class is about. And then uh, we have uh, uh, one of our banker managers who does uh, straight from Champagne. He's a uh, born Champagne uh, um, person that does uh, uh, our Champagne class based to bubbles. And then we have uh, um, a Spanish class, Spanish wine. There's not going to be a we test have, at the end of these classes. No, absolutely not. Okay. It's, all, it's all fun. <laughs> we have beer. We have sake. I mean, it's just really, really. I mean, you pick your, 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 uh, uh, you know, your, right. your favorite, and you can go to it and experience and, it. And I like it because way, so. I, I am a food guy. I, look at me. I clearly love to eat. I didn't want you to really look. But I, I clearly love to eat, but I, but I also did learn a little bit last year. We went to a couple of booths where they taught us about pairing certain wines or beers with certain food and how it changes the flavor of it. I'm gonna have my own class. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna teach you how to dress for the food and wine classic. Uh, yoga pants, spanks, th things that are stretchy. Black. because Black. Black, black is very slimming, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so how does it work? Are things on a per consumption basis? Is there the Lou Mangiello all-you-can-eat package? Well, we actually do have the Lou Mangiello all-you-can-eat package. Nice. Um, we do have, uh, um, when you come in, you can just pay one set price. Uh, and uh, you can pretty much enjoy any as much as you want, as long as you want. Okay. Um, well, as long as the event is going on. <laughs> oh. And uh, for both food and beverage. And then we actually do uh, tickets as well. Okay. Um, in case you you know you don't want to do the all you can eat and all you can drink um, portion of it, you can actually bring in a buy tickets, and okay. each booth uh, will have a certain price of tickets that it costs for you to try each um, item. So, Excellent. But we, you know, again, as I mentioned, a lot of the food there is fantastic. So if you have just certain favorites, you can always grab a ticket and go to your favorite booths. We, uh, we went, we came, <laughs> we came last year. My poor wife was home and I took Glenn. And, <laughs> you know, what I loved was being able to experience food that comes from each of the individual restaurants. You know, I think I had like 16 pieces of filet mignon from Shula's last mm -hmm. year. Uh, it was a beautiful night. There was live entertainment, yes. um, which was a lot of fun. And it's a, it's a really nice way to spend an evening. Uh, it's not a very crowded event, so there's a lot of easy access to, whether it's meet the celebrity chefs or get to the food and drink. Um, so that you can purchase tickets in advance. You can go to Swan Dolphin, Swan Dolphin Food and Wine Classic, or you can call 800-227-1500. Uh, the also only recommendation I would make is probably not to get online behind me because I will really slow things down. I have a tendency to eat while I'm actually standing there. Um, anything else we need to know? Anything else? Well, it's just great to, you know, to experience this with everybody. And not only that, but, uh, you know, we have added booths because it is getting much more and more popular. So we don't like lines. We don't like people that have to wait. <laughs> right. So I guess as long as people continue to come, we'll just continue to grow. We started off with just the, the center, and now we've moved up to Lake Terrace as well, which is just around the lake right. area. And we've added, uh, you know, since the first event, which was two years ago, I would say we've added about uh, maybe another 15 to 20 booths. Yeah. So really, really exciting. And uh, I thank you for for allowing me to talk about it and no, excited listen. about it. And I'm glad you were excited about I'm, it. Look at me. We're I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> a great event. So. Will the shooters be returning? Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, the, you're talking about the... Uh, um, oh, the, 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 the shrimp or the, the, the shrimp, shrimp shooters? Cocktail. 
Yes, uh, yes. Did that actually make be. it onto the video? Because it was probably it, not the. I think no, it did. I, I, I think it did. <laughs> think it did. Yeah, absolutely, I think it yeah. did. But it was fun. But it's one of the funnest ones, it, right? And that's it what really it's. A, it's a really fun event. Yes. You know, it, it's a really fun event. Uh, you can spend a few hours there. Live entertainment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Live entertainment. Yeah. Three bands. We have uh, the Boo Sisters and uh, the Current. So. Nice. Well, to name two, but uh, we don't want to give all the information. So you can't give it all away. You got to come out and check it out. Yeah, Swan exactly. Dolphin Food. I'm going to be there on Friday, so come out. We're also going to be live broadcasting from the event. We're going to give you a, uh, pardon the accidental pun, we're going to give you a taste, although you can't smell how good this is. We're going to give you a taste of what it is, but I would rather you come down here with us. You can help me carry my plate. No, but you can come down and join. What? Look at, I can't eat all this. Yes, I can. I can eat all that by myself. No, you don't touch my shrimp. Um, but yeah, we'll be live broadcasting next Friday. Stay tuned to Twitter and Facebook and the site for the uh, actual time. Probably, uh, I guess the event probably starts at 5.30, so maybe around 6 o'clock or so. We'll broadcast uh, for a little while. Maybe we'll get a chance to see you, oh, Todd yeah. English, some yeah. of the service chefs, uh, chefs while we're out there as well, too. Uh, so, yeah, come on out Friday night. Join us or come out Saturday. It's October 12th and 13th. And, again, it runs from 5.30 to 9 o'clock p.m. Seminars begin at 4.30, mm -hmm. last about an hour. So you hit the seminars first. And then go out and uh, and put your she's she's shuddering. He's so excited. Yeah. Put your knowledge yeah. to good use. So you're leaving your wife at home again? I'm, I'm actually taking my wife this oh, time. Oh, fantastic! Great. I'm taking my wife this time, and she's very very excited. She's a little jealous that we're here at Shula's, but that's okay. It's a school night. Okay. So Christian, thank you <laughs> so very much. Uh, thank you so much. I, I'm really looking forward to it, uh, and thank you for the All trip right, as I can well. Bring more. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh, that's, oh, okay, I got you. All right, so, that's okay, that's okay. You forgot who you're the talking to. Okay, that's right. <laughs> well, then I'm here, uh, I'm here to help. Take care, bye-bye. Thanks very much. Awesome. So again, <laughs> Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic is Friday. I hope you guys can join us out here. Uh, we are definitely going to have a lot of fun uh, broadcasting it. What? You're looking at it loving it. I'm just naturally <laughs> holding this. <laughs> Excellent. Well, listen, thank you guys for joining us tonight uh, in the box for the live newscast. Be sure and join us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern over at www.radiolive.com. Also, be sure and visit our events page because this last weekend we made uh, a number of big announcements about some things we have going on in 2013 uh, on the events page you'll find out about WDW Radio on the road you'll find out about our trip to Alani in uh, in Ko'olina Hawaii and you'll find out about our cruise on the Disney fantasy as well as lots more what I know you want me to stop talking so you can start eating you can start eating <laughs> oh no I can eat without <laughs> you don't have to wait <laughs> so again thank you guys for watching uh, tonight in the box thank you guys for showing up thanks again to Swan and Dolphin for hosting us here tonight and for the oh-so-delicious shrimp. So I am Lou Mangiello from WW Radio. I'll see you next weekend. Not just, I'll see you next week in the box. I'll see you next weekend at the Food & Wine Classic. So until then, have a great night, everybody. See ya.